Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to part two of our lovely chat with Frank and Raphael. If you haven't heard part one, pump the brakes, head back to the feed, click on part one, then come back to here for part two. Here's part two. I was watching TV and it was a Tony Awards and I had been watching all night because Liza was getting ready to come on and you're probably on it too. It's like, um... (laughs) But all of a sudden, these three doctors came in has, hazmat suits, like, you know, like astronauts. Oh and they came in and they were, like, sticking together, like, like with their wall. feet, like, <laughs> <laughs> in my room. And they wouldn't, like, cross the room. And they were standing there, like, Mr. Holiday, we need to talk to you. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Liza's on. <laughs> so they, they, they waited. And they waited. And Liza came on. And then, then I said, okay. And they said, are you ho, ho, ho? Am I a ho? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to think. Yes. Well, well, let's deconstruct that word. Um, and they were like, "Are you a homosexual?" I was like, "What part of Liza's on don't you understand?" <laughs> I mean, like, no, I'm like really, you know. So that was. So my... did you? So they came in with the hazmat suit. You must have thought, "Oh, I know what they're going to say." I knew what they were. And then, say. so you waited. So all through Liza, you knew. Oh my God, that's brilliant! Come on, what kind of? I mean, you know. I mean, I knew what was coming. Yeah. Liza gave me like three minutes of not having AIDS. Yes. Right. They paused it. They paused it and froze it in history. Liza Aspic. The Liza Aspic. <laughs> and then they said, you know. You have AIDS. You have thirty-five T scales. You're going to die. You know, wow. don't you? Please don't use the silverware. <laughs> wow. And so then, and how long after that did, did 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 you start taking the cocktails? It was probably a month. It was like two weeks. Um, two weeks. I was at home. I was in the hospital for like two weeks. Then I was on my mom's couch for two weeks, and the article came out. And then I came back, and it was probably a month. So I mean, I was holding on. And were you like really, really skinny and sick? And did you have the AIDS became me, darling? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean you know what's so fucking weird is like I was so sick, and people were like, "You have never looked better," (laughs) because I was like one seventy five. I have pictures. I look fucking awesome. AIDS diet plan. Do you remember the AIDS diet oh, that's plan? Right. You had those little oh, things. You there was little chocolate. We had those in Britain too. It was like a, 
a little chocolate slimming sort of cookie mm-hmm. that you that I saw advertised on telly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was for you know ladies to eat, and you could eat a bit of chocolate and lose weight. It's probably full of speed or something. Yeah, absolutely. And it was called AIDS. AIDS. So AIDS that, diet plan. They changed that <laughs> pretty no. swiftly. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you know in um in 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 Britain when in Scotland where I'm from the the, the like I always say, it's the only thing, only good thing Margaret Thatcher ever uh-huh. did was when it, when it became, you know, became a, a, apparent it was going to be a terrible plague. They did this series of public service announcements and it was like an uh, iceberg mm-hmm. and it, was, it said AIDS on it, like the iceberg. And then, mm-hmm. so, and then all it just said was this iceberg and it said AIDS, it's here. And you just thought, oh my God, see a dog. You know, and it was like, this, it's, this, it's the tip of the iceberg. That's what I remember thinking, like, as bad as ever, all the things you were hearing, it was only the tip of the iceberg. No, it wasn't. And it was, it put the fear of death, I mean, literally, into my whole generation. I mean, I mean, and for years after that, you know, many, many years later, I was, I can remember my, a dear friend of mine, sort of, this girl, I said, oh, I, you know, I had one next stand with this guy last night. I said, and do you use the condo? She went, no. I was incensed with her, like furious with oh, her. Yeah. And it was a really great... In a, and in a way, in, in, in times like those, you have to be scared. You have well, to be. it was scary. Yeah, I can imagine. And especially when you didn't know how you were getting it in those early days. Like, sex must have been just a, a crazy thing to do. To, to Almost you want that intimacy and you want that connection because you're in such a terrible thing, but at the same time you're not quite sure... What you're doing is going to... Oh, well, sex this. and death were intermingled. Yes. And, um, but, you know, our generation, we did, had no idea. It was just all of a sudden, you're like, the monster's in the house. He's in the bathroom. Yes. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's you... Because I'm in the house. Hello. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's... But that's how it was. Because it's sort of portrayed as this moment where everyone was like... Dancing and having a lovely time and being cool, and then someone went, <coughs> "Everybody stop!" AIDS. No, but that's not it, how it happened. But it, that's yeah. yeah. My question yeah. is, it, was it wasn't because it, because it kind of like it took a long time to incubate, and then you would get gay cancer. I had a friend that was you know had had some that bird, you know he had he died. He was like number thirty five, and then. It started, you know, like, oh, it's the poppers. You know, the whole story. Yeah. It's like... We're <clears throat> there were a lot of taboos it about around it, you know. Yes. It was like people, they used to say, like, uh, it was uh, uh, a conspiracy from the Christians mm-hmm. against the gays. Yeah. And, and there were, like, a lot of stories, like, like uh, uh, they didn't make sense. Most know? things they can they be blamed on Christians or poppers, though, can't they? Really? Well, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they used, to, they used to tell that the poppers, they used to drop your T-cells down, oh, you know, oh, yes. and instill some myth sometimes, you know, where people, they say like, oh, no, I don't do poppers because my T-cells, they go down. Oh, right, right. But, I mean, it's all relative. That's the thing I find really kind of the worst about it all is that must have that period of not knowing what it was or how you got it or what mm-hmm. that was the scary thing. yeah because I remember that like being I, I actually you know was just becoming sexually active in about 1982 or something like that or no yeah something like that I went to drama school in 1982 and um, I remember like it was about 985 when I uh, a, a boy who I was I had a, one next time with who told me about it and um, and he was doing. I remember I came through in the morning, and he had a a, a sort of a um, 
a, a, an easel up. He was doing a presentation that day. He was a medical student. He was doing a presentation about it. And I goes, what's that? What's AIDS? And, and uh, yeah, and, and then, you know, shortly after that, it was that scary thing of, can you get it in a swimming pool? And all this, you know, everyone was hysterical. And uh, people, and then the awful thing, I didn't realise till later, but not, uh, funeral homes wouldn't take the bodies. And just, it's just awful. It was, it was. 14th Street, the one on 14th between 8th and 9th was the only one that would take people. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. How long did that last, that sort of hysteria? I mean, it took still vestiges of it everywhere, but... It took, it lasted until well into the medicines. Yes, I think it was like 1990s, mid-time of 1990s, when everything started being more accepted. And from 1996 to 2000, I think things were much more approachable, you yeah. know, like, okay, you're not going to get infected by, um, I, I mean, the probabilities, you know, they start yeah. realizing and they start putting facts yes. behind the, each one of the things, you know, they, well, this cannot happen because of this and the probabilities of, uh, of having oral sex against the pen the uh, penetrations they're different you know yeah. the different chances be and they start explaining all of those yeah. things and that's when everything people changed. still don't believe it though I mean, I still well there's some there's people a, then that they uh, still not believe and you know it. people still get thrown in prison for having sex with a not disclosing yes. your your yes. HIV even if you are undetectable really yeah in America yeah, yeah. you can get thrown in prison even if you're undetectable. So, I mean, so I don't know. So there was a period where it was very scary and there was a lot of taboo and... Discrimination. It was hard. It was, it was pretty horrible. It's interesting as well that that means... I did this film a couple of years ago about this, about the fact there's a sort of a generation of men missing and why there's such a sort of schism between older gay men and younger gay men is because of that missing generation in the middle and who would have been the mentors to the young younger generation and so there's this divide and it's about older people having gone through this insane awful experience and young people not really having an idea about that and not being kind of not being kind of tutored or reminded of it as well well i do think there's an aids burnout among all of us who live through it it's like we don't it kind of like took up our whole life and kind of took hold of our identity mm. and for us to live and we had to move past it i mean my doctor says your generation's being forgotten they didn't have to go through it i'm like i hope they never have to go through yeah. it and i hope they never have to experience that and yeah i don't know if i were young i would want to be obsessed i wasn't obsessed about the holocaust right i mean i'm more interested in it today than i was when i was 20 in 20 i just wanted no, be gorgeous and have fun and have <laughs> yeah. sex and be fabulous. And I mean, I can't be mad at them because I'm glad they don't have to yeah. go through it. I think we, our life is not obsessed with sex. I mean, well, well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after 22 years, we have 22 years together, so it's like, it's like, let's watch the next um, Netflix Netflix series. Alan's on. <laughs> That'll get you going. Exactly. <laughs> you are our suck. Oh <laughs> oh, did, did I tell you this? Um, that... Uh, 
this boy on the film I was the TV show I was working on, and he I could tell he was a bit nervous around me. He was on the crew, and he and he. Um, one time I was walking back to set for my trailer and he was going to the loo and he had his chance and there weren't other people around and he said to me, and he's a young guy, he said, I just want to tell you, um, you touched me a lot in my childhood. And I was like, oh, I, I think you should rephrase that. Don't, 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 don't say that to anyone. Which then sounds even worse. You touched me a lot. And, and so now, do you, do you, do, how many pills do you take to monitor your HIV every day? One pill. One. I take one. One pill. And, you're, does, and do you have to change it? Do, do you wear off? Do they wear off? Their... Well, I had a problem. That I, I, I mean, I can talk about this because I just had a problem. I was in a cocktail for like about 20 years, maybe. And then suddenly um, I decided to ask my doctor, well, I, I'm tired to take so many pills. Can we change it? So he gave me another pill. And this pill, uh, uh, after a week taking it, gave me a, a kidney failure. Oh, my I God. Going to the hospital like in an emergency. Oh, my God. I have kidney failure and I have dialysis for assessment. Two sessions of four hours each day. So it was like that to make my kidneys respond and things like that. And then um, once I was there, I got infected uh, with a very strange bacteria oh. that it's only the hospitals they can it's give like it the to you. And it was it is called C. difficile. And I was in uh, quarantine here for about 10 days. Oh, my God. I, I was the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any lights on? Did no. you have one of those hazmat? But, but I did take care of no, you no, no, in no. the hospital. But, I mean, I, but it's hotel. I was like the second day that I was in intensive care. Frank was there. Yeah. And I was like such pain and such irritation in my ass and I said Frank I can't I can't uh, the pain is too much I, I think I'm bleeding and so like don't worry let me go, let me put you some cream and they give you those kits where they have creams and Vaseline or petroleum or different things so the first thing that he pulled out I got, uh, and he started like let me let me, let me put it for you and he started putting it for me, and first of all, I started feeling fresh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> and suddenly, a burning sensation, Uh-oh, and man. a burning sensation. And I, like 30 seconds after, I was in yelling, yelling, <laughs> until the nurse came in and said, like, what are you doing? He said, like, I don't know this ointment. This is not an ointment. This is toothpaste. <laughs> You put toothpaste on his bum. (laughs) Oh yes, I'm being such a good lover. I'm like, look, I'm really intimate. I'm doing this on his butt, and then this smells minty, and you kind of realize, uh oh. Oh It's like if you cut someone's hair, you've cut off half their hair, and you're like, uh oh. (laughs) And it was like. That, that's the funny part of it. That can keep me keep me alive, but it was like, oh my god, so painful. <laughs> and then, and what? And so, was it just because you took the pill? And it was a shock to your body that sort yes, of yes, yes. Well, it happens that uh, there is a new medicine, 
that it's uh, one it's part of the cocktail that I took before and the other one it's one pill the one that I took first that um, mm, they, those create uh, uh, kidney failure oh really yeah and the doctor prescribed it to me because he thought it was the good one I have never ever experienced uh, anything with my kidneys and suddenly they shut off and and I started like wow. the, the worst time and this is so just like just your body got used to it and it was fine no no, no 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 they changed the changed the medicine they changed me for another medicine which is also one pill and i accept my body accepted like a really good and That's i'm good. i've been in one pill ever since eight months ago and i'm really happy with it That's good. hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, but even uh, there's a, a class who, uh, against the pharmaceutical with, that they prescribe this medicine for, uh, without warning the people that they... Right. I mean, some people it works for. I mean, you know, it's a crap game. It's, yes, yeah. Some bodies just exactly. react. It, so, all, it all depends. Too. I mean, it's saving a lot of people's lives. Absolutely. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's difficult. <laughs> no, I'm not. But I, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's what it is, you know. It's, yes. I never, I, when I got uh, first diagnosed, I was depressed. I think for like a month, and then after a month, I said, like, well, whatever it will be, it will be. I'm not gonna live for AIDS. I'm gonna make AIDS as part of my life as possible right. important part because I need to take care of it but I'm going to leave mm. and the same thing happened when I came out of the <laughs> closet you know I said, I said like well yeah I'm proud to be gay and I'm proud to be out and I'm proud to be this but uh, what I'm going to do I'm going to leave for the gay community or I'm going to leave Raphael's gay life and that's when I, I separated both things <laughs> I mean I tried to separate it I, her I, whole I, fucking I, closet I, is rainbow and I, I said like okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna but that, being authentic you know it's being totally. you being it's being you. Mm-hmm. you it's being you you can for. you can say I'm the gayest person in the world yes I am but uh, I still live my life yeah that's why I was attracted that's... to him he was very independent of all of it 
but always being able to exist within any of it. Right. You know, yeah. it wasn't an identity. It was, he was very, you know, Raphael. And when did I you meet? Like when did we meet? It was a quick cruising in the street. <laughs> he looked at me and I looked at him and I thought he was straight. <laughs> for a moment. For a moment. Just for a second. And then I turned my head and he turned his head and turned it again and turned it again. And he made the sign like, come I said, like, no, you come here. (laughs) So we decided to meet in the middle. (laughs) So it was a quickie. (laughs) Yeah, we were fucking within five minutes. uh, Wow. And they exchanged numbers, and and he stopped calling, like, for I didn't call after him for weeks. Well, I had gone out with every shit in town. And I saw you change about five words. I know. That shit. Um... And I decided, I mean, I'm, we had such a good connection, but I was like, every time I'm nice to somebody, mm-hmm. they dump me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be the creep in this one. Oh, mm-hmm. right. And I, I learned well. I mean, I wasn't, a, you know, and so I just... Like a week after he called me for, he said, you want to go to the movies and have dinner? And I said, oh, yeah, okay, let's go. And uh, we went. I, I, you know, I was a time. There was this time in my life that I was telling you that I was living plenty. I yeah. was like, okay, I don't need nobody. I'm, I'm fine. I'm okay. I have my my little studio on, on in Manhattan. I enjoy life. I go. I travel. I do things. So I, I'm just gonna live my life. I'm not looking. I wasn't looking for someone. And then he came and he said, like, okay, let's go and have. Um, have a dinner and suddenly uh, we start dating like going dinners uh, or I had a big show uh, he had a big show and he invited me to the big show and but the, the whole thing that when it, when it got me it was when one day we were coming out of uh, Barnes and Noble which used mm. to be on 6th Avenue and he grabbed my hand in, in the street and I said like what what is he doing grabbing my hand you know and that moment I feel like well it's nice it's a nice feeling and I said like hmm this is going in another direction that I wasn't planning but I'm just gonna let it play it you know so it was it was nice it was really nice uh, was sweet. It was very and sweet. I, I kind of fell in love with him that day too uh-huh. a little bit uh, <laughs> well he boys. bought a magnifying glass and he was walking down the street looking at everything under a magnifying glass. No, and I, I was like, magnifying glass because I have an aquarium in my house. <laughs> and he wanted to look and close I was at the looking fish. At, I, oh, I love that. stone and look at the, 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 the fishes all the time. You know, it was like, <laughs> like my, I don't know, like my other, other world. That, that touched you know, my heart. Like, oh, like you never really expect bet. to see, you know. And then he was like, oh my God, look at this fish has this and that and that. Were they tropical fish? They were, uh, no, goldfish. Oh, okay. Goldfish. Which I yeah. took care of and killed the first time he went out of town by accident. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm the worst boyfriend. But anyway, we, that's when we fell in love. And we met on the street, star-crossed lovers. It was, uh, we did everything wrong. You're supposed to date three times and, you know, meet and through people or something. No, we've, no we didn't. We had an I, immediate attraction. I think that's great. I also think it's, when you're describing looking at cruising each other there, 
I think that's something that you just don't see anymore. People don't cruise each no. other because of all apps yeah. and everything like that. And that I think it's a lost art. anymore, you know. No, the idea of just looking at someone on the street and and then looking again, six subtle signals of... Well, there, were, there was a hidden a language. signal language yeah. that you you had to use. I mean, early in New York, I mean, it was still against the law, you know? You know? Mm. And so it was all about how you navigate to find somebody to, to have sex with yeah. on the street. You had to learn the look or the, the stop and the look back. It was a whole language. And that is what we, mm-hmm. what we did. Because we belong to that generation that it was lost, you know? I mean, there's all the very old gay people that they still around. And then our generation, which is the... Kind of old gay uh, people. Kind of old. <laughs> I mean, the 60s. We're in the 60s. That we were 20 when in 1970 and we were disappearing in the 80s. And we, the ones that we survived, that's where we are now, you know. So we yes. fight for everything that the new generations they have now, you know. And it's not the way that they don't appreciate what they have. It's because they don't know the history behind to get to this point where gay life or homosexuality, it's, it's normal, yeah. I can tell you, it's normal. I came to this country looking for, for a, the, the American dream to be to be free to be myself. Yeah, you know, because I was uh, where, do, where are you from? I, I'm, I'm from Mexico, so he got kicked out Mexico, of Mexico. It was uh, really? uh, when I was born and when I was grow up. It was too much to be a gay man. You know, it was like like. Uh, or you have choices, or you disappear and never been seen again, wow. or you go and um, and be oppressed or something like that. And the third choice is like be totally gay and be the bully and all the stuff and all the. So I decided for the third one. <laughs> no, I, I no, I grew up being gay. You know, I, I was gay. I, I was born gay. By the time that I left Mexico, it, it was because I was looking to live my life, to take my own life, control of my life, and stop hearing people telling me what to do and what not to do because it was good for the society or it was bad for the society. Right. And yeah, of course, I was bullied and I was many things. But when I came, I liberated myself. I completely opened myself to everybody you know there was no people that i didn't met at that time that i will tell them like oh i'm gay by the way you know it was like that (laughs) and i think it that part of me uh, it's uh, it, it create a new life in this country and i've been living here more time than i when i was in mexico i've been here 30 more than 30 years wow and in Mexico, I lived until I was 25, 26, right. something like that. You know what? No. I mean, it's funny because I did lie a lot when I was a kid and when I was a teenager and growing up. But I was forced to lie because uh, I knew I was gay and I was different. Mm. And I always create this fantasy land in my own head. 
it was until I actually until I got therapy that I said like I stopped saying like oh, oh I don't need to lie anymore mm. I don't have to pre present something that I am not I have mm. to present myself the way that I am and be truthful if I'm truthful then I'm going to show the people who I am for real right yeah and that's when everything changed you know and that, in, in everything changed in my life up to that moment you know there were two things that make the difference between me with me the moment that I stopped lying and the moment that I got sober. Really? Those really? were the moments that they, like, break me through. And we had to, like, even, like, negotiating a relationship to, you know, stay with someone for a long period of time. I mean, we had to go through, oh, we're going to have the, the model relationship based on a heterosexual normative of this is monogamy and this is this and this is the All these rules that we had accepted. And then, and we tried, we were good for a long time, but, <laughs> but then, but, I mean, but we, we came to a point where, where it, we were, it wasn't working. We yeah. were, and then it, we had to break it down and say, we're going to have the relation, our relationship <laughs> is between us and based on what mm -hmm. sets us free yeah. and makes us feel okay. It's not yeah. based on a, 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 a social moral that is not even ours. Yeah. And that's when... I mean, that's why we've been together for so yeah. long. Yeah, but the whole thing is that we we respect a lot of that, you know. We respect um, that level too. We are not open couple because mm -hmm. we're not, but we are not. A, a, I'm, I don't ask and I don't tell. Right. You know, because because <laughs> we are not because it bothers me. It's because we already gone through that. You right. know, it's, yes. it's past. It's well, I think past. it's I think it's all about kindness and respect. Exactly. I agree. I mean, the love, you, stuff happens. But if you can make that feel secure and feel, you know, there's I think I think there's much worse ways to portray someone than by you know shagging. Someone. Well, with with the lies. The lies entered into the to the relationship, yeah. And then once we weren't lying to each other, we weren't lying. It was still truthful, yeah. And yeah. you know, and you know, you just kind of like, okay, just come home to you know. But I hear so many gay or same sex or couples saying that you know you start trying to have this kind of straight model, and then you go, mm. well, actually, hang on, that doesn't work for us. Let's just work out what we think works. Yeah. Well, I, was, I thought that was a great thing, and, and one of the things I think, um, you know, marriage equality will do. I think gay marriage can hopefully teach straight people uh, or, or give gifts to straight people in that you can be in a marriage and you you aren't monogamous, and but you have a you, but you have a, a trust and an understanding, and you've and you've discussed or things. A realistic, that, yes, realistic, absolutely, exactly. and 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 that I hope hopefully that. People will see that hey, oh, they're married, but they that that can happen and that's okay, and mm -hmm. they're 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 happier for it. Actually, I think that's what's what people don't understand in some way within same-sex relationships, and there is a much higher level of uh, understanding and, and other people involved sexually at times. That in some way that makes their relationship worse when actually it's really strengthening to the to the mm -hmm. two people. You know, uh -huh. when it makes you it is a stronger commitment because you're actually making a commitment to do it, risking all those things that are potentially dangerous or you've been told are taboo 
I think it's fascinating. Yeah. You know what? I, I hear a friend of mine long time ago told me something that I thought it was it was real for me. I took it as a, as my way of thinking, as my philosophy. The real uh, fidelity is that one that you keep in your heart, mm. not in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's a different. Totally. That's know? very Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's a Mariah Carey moment. My secret is to a long relationship you don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such a pair of darlings. And <laughs> that Liza story just kills me. It just so totally kills good. me. I've, I've, I've tried to repeat it to so many people, but he just tells it better. In the hazmat suits. I just love, wait, <laughs> Liza's on. And then they say, are you gay? I know, are yeah. you a homosexual? And he goes, uh, Liza's on. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, all these, what an incredible story full, full of so many funny moments, but it's actually like a seriously um, beautiful. Yeah, can you imagine? document of a certain and it's time. also you know throughout you know we've recently been through another plague with covid and it's been so interesting to kind of um compare and contrast the way that that was dealt with and the way that was recognized and why hiv aids was not given the uh, importance or deemed to have be as important and why people didn't talk about it for so long and guess why because it was about gay people uh, mm-hmm. initially and Gay people don't seem to be as important in the grand scheme of things. No. Well, let's not get down after Frank has lifted us spirits. No, I'm up again. Oh, there we go. He's back. But yeah, what what a pair of amazing people with an incredible story. And please let us know what you think of that. Write to us. Write to us. Email us at hello at homosapienspodcast.com or on Instagram at homosapiens or on Facebook at homosapienspodcast. You see, we give you options, people, so you can do whichever you want. And should you wish to review this program, you can go to Apple Podcasts and review it. <laughs> and also hit subscribe if you haven't already. Because yeah. that means that you'll, you'll, you'll be slipping into your, no, sliding into your inbox or whatever it's called. And, uh, you know, you can listen to us every week or tell your friends. And also, you might want to buy a T-shirt because you could win one if you do a review. That's right. You can win a, win a T-shirt if you uh, review us because we choose a, a review that we like each week or don't. Yeah. And, uh, but you can also buy the merch, uh, Chris. Where is that available? The merch is available from everpress.com forward slash homo sapiens. So there, we're covered. We'd be delighted to know what you think. And I, I've loved this episode. I just think that was such a gas, such a sort of an uncut gem as twere. Yes, absolutely. Like a little documentary. I've loved it. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. All right. Take care. Brush your hair. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Powered by Spirit Studios.